Hello folks and welcome to Chiang Mai is Blue, your independent Chiang Mai FC podcast with me, Rob Scott, and with Simon. Hello everybody. Now, we're a quarter of the way into the season and it has not been dull. We covered last week the club's uh, firing of Fakuda-san. That was on Monday morning of last week. We put a podcast up on Tuesday to discuss that uh, and the appointment of Jakapan as the interim head coach. That was probably the shortest appointment ever, uh, as by Wednesday morning, the club had announced the appointment of Albert Garcia as our new head coach and had already prepared a video of Albert walking around the streets of Chiang Mai. So you get the impression this had been in the works for a while. We have also invited Mr. Garcia to come and talk to us at Chiang Mai FC English. Um, So far, he has said uh, thanks, but no thanks, um, largely because he says he is, and rightly so, is busy getting everything ready to start his work with the club uh, and also, and this was <laughs> I suppose again no great surprise, he would uh, need the agreement of the club to talk to us. So that's all the background to what's been going on. Um, on Sunday of this week, um, two days, two, what day are we now Simon? Wednesday? Um, on Sunday this week the club eventually produced so-called Inside Tiger video. Um, <laughs> This was uh, the owner... Um, <laughs> Sorry. Damn boy. This was the owner, Kunya's Meta, Big Sand, being interviewed by Kun Bank, the club's media manager. Uh, it was a Q&A. We'll come to it in a while as we go through this discussion, which probably created more questions than it answered. Uh, we will also preview our visit to Nakon Rechisima this weekend and briefly touch on the Revo Cup tie that follows next Wednesday. Think that's enough to keep us going, Simon? I would have thought so, yeah. Splendid. Um, Albert Garcia. Uh, Big San said he was one of three candidates that were interviewed for the position, one Thai and two foreign, uh, and it is incredibly hard to find out anything about him. Stuck in China, wasn't he? Yeah. So, and I should you know t- my views on China. I'm not impressed with the football and I'm not impressed with them, so... If it was at the start of the season, or if Fakuda had had a family issue and he had to go back to Japan immediately, if he was the replacement, CV's rather underwhelming, isn't it? Well, there's not a lot of detail there. I mean, he he is a licensed pro coach, that's good news. But his coaching career has basically been at, at a youth level in Spain before he went over to, to China, and then five years in China in Wuhan. Initially, with the uh, the youth program at, uh, at Wuhan, basically set up by the Wuhan Football Association um, with Wuhan three Wuhan three towns. Initially with the youth team, and then in 2018 taking over the senior team, which was admitted into China League Two in 2019. But then of course, and that, I mean anybody who survived this. Hats off to them, because you then get into to 2020, in the beginning of 2020, when Wuhan is, is literally shut down because it is ground zero for COVID. Uh, and the Chinese league goes into uh, 
Hibernation? Hibernation is a good word. Hibernation becomes moribund for, for months on end. Uh, players are sort of locked up at home, or, or some of them, I think, in, in the case of Wuhan, were over on Hainan in, in training over there and couldn't come back. Nobody could move around. So anybody who survived all of that, um, and taken, in the end, taken um, Wuhan three towns from, uh, from League 2 to League 1, at a particularly difficult time, must have something about them. You would hope. Fair call, yeah. You, you, yeah. Go on, you carry on. <laughs> I don't want to just. I try to avoid this sounding too much like a speech, but it it may end up doing that. I mean, in twenty twenty, Wuhan won the second division title. They were promoted to what's the Chinese second tier, League One. Um, but then you get into to twenty twenty one. And Coach Garcia is removed as head coach. Pedro Morella takes over the Portuguese coach. Um, and presumably it's that that's about the time when China is starting to reopen and they're able, A, to bring in a new coach, but B, to remove a coach and, and, and effectively say thanks for everything and it's time to let you go. Um, he went back to, from China, he went to, to Portugal, but not really to Portugal. He went to the Azores uh, with a Portuguese League 3 side, or Liga 3. The team uh, in Portugal is GD Fortinas. Uh, they, are, they play on the island of Tessera in the Azores. Uh, he, it was only a short-term contract from 20th of February 23 to 30th of June 23. Uh, the team did okay under Coach Garcia. They lost just two of nine matches, but there was a massive restructuring of the Portuguese league at the same time. Eight teams had to be relegated, and in the end, Fortinas has come down to, to League Four. Uh, the population of the island is just 21,000. The, the, the stadium itself holds about 1,500. You have to assume it's sort of not particularly senior level of football. Mm. Uh, to say the least. Yeah. It's going to be ropey, isn't it? Yeah. It's now, going to be decent Sunday league football. And, 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 I mean, this is the frustration. We would love to hear Coach Garcia's story of his career, of that time in China. There must be some myriad of stories from that time in China and why he then went uh, to the Portuguese league, not home to Spain, uh, and how it was that he found himself in Chiang Mai. Now, he does have the same agent as Stenio Jr., as Yu Byung Su, and as Lim Chang Kyun. So maybe the agents played a role there in introducing him to Chiang Mai FC. Again, we're not likely to know the details behind that. No, but we can all add two and two and make it four without a calculator, can't we? Yes, probably. I mean, you know, it's... Go on, uh, you keep... I keep, keep blaring on. Um, I mean, we wish him well. He's, uh, he couldn't be have a tougher opening game away at Nakon Rechasima. But uh, as Phil Williams wisely suggested yesterday, it's a bit of a freebie. Uh, if we lose this one at Nakon Rechasima, I've inherited the team. I've only had five days with them. They are one of the main promotion contenders for this season. So... Any result there, a point there, would be good news. And we'll come back to that game, I think, Simon and, and Nako and Rajasimha, which I know you've done a lot of homework on. I've done fuck all. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody else want to come and help with this podcast? <laughs> 
because Simon gets set homework. I mean, it's a bit like Fakuda. Uh, I set him objectives for the season, and I set him objectives. Look, I set him objectives out. in the early matches, <laughs> and he hasn't delivered on those objectives. And you know what happens if you don't deliver on your objective, Simon? Yeah, well, sack me and give me a big payoff. <laughs> Show me the cash, and I'm off. You know you can get to help you, can't you? Uh, now, he's Spanish. He's Spanish. That's a plus point. For must me. Know, must know a bit about football well, and paella. Yes, um, and red wine. But really, the football's a tad more important. But you know, no. So he's Spanish, so that's good. Okay. E- everything else is just to be proven. Yeah, and it. Will he pick the team, or is he going to be told what team there is? Let me just say, if this all goes tits up and we don't get promoted at the end of the season, it's going to look like one of the worst decisions ever made in the history of the football club. Oh, absolutely, but you know my views prior to the season, so I think everybody knows my views, and if they don't, they can guess them. Simon, you watched Kunbank's interview with, uh, with, with Big Sand. Thoughts? Um, OK, so... Total bollocks. <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm trying not to rant and go into one, but... I mean, Thai people may believe it, that's up to them, but, you know, English-speaking people in Thailand are going to know it's a load of uh, propaganda, isn't it? It, it, You could go through it and pick the bones out of nearly every statement and it's just propaganda. I think it's somewhat embarrassing, but then, you know... It was damage control. And it was damage control five days after they should have made a statement in the first place. And... possible reason for that is because they spent all week rehearsing. It was very clean, it was well done, there's no way they're going to do that in one take without practising. Yeah, I I concern... I suppose complained that many news resources were saying bad things about the removal of Fukuda. Some he said true, some not true. Some said cost-cutting. Some said we don't want to go to T1. Some said we might just be giving up. None of this is accurate and our goals are still the same. But if you release this five days after you fired the guy, it's too late because the speculation happens because there is silence from the club. Yeah. Hmm. And it's not even well prepared. I mean... You've had all week to do it, and you just... It, it's hysterical, but just not funny. It's depressing. He opened up with a discussion, well, not quite opened up, but an early part of the discussion was on um, the FA Cup tie uh, down in Champagne against ST Youth. Again, I, you know exactly what I'm going to say, so you might as well just say <laughs> no you did it, it, it's diabolical I want to make it clear that I take every game very seriously <laughs> I don't differentiate between the players they're all professional <laughs> oh right so that's why you've only used 13 players because they're all equal right and you take it so seriously that you didn't go the manager didn't go you put Chakabane in charge which was monumentally ridiculous Doctor didn't go, uh, and then you said... And the bus. And the I, bus. I still can't and get over the bus. The bus didn't go. So what you just said there, I mean, 
Um, oh, no, I'm um, going to start. You one, one, one of the things that um, Garcia has apparently done already is to identify a number of players who the club should be interested in for the second leg of the season. Well, those were the names that Big Sand um, has told him he's interested in. And there's no way the, the amount of time from first contact and then to arrival in Chiang Mai is he going to have a clue? First Contract was a great movie, by the way. Star Trek First Contact, I mean, just for the theme music and uh, for, the, for the arrival of the Vulcans on planet Earth. Uh, no idea what you're talking about, but okay, yeah, Doctor Spock, right on. Um, yeah, I mean, but then that's not his fault because no manager on that time scale could could know who he wants or well, unless he's got players on in mind and foreign players over in Spain, Portugal, and of course Asian players who could come in from China, which would be quite interesting. Not uh, in the slightest, it would not. It would. It would put bums on seats. More more no. spectators. We got enough as it is. I'm people encroach in my space. So I'm not over keen on that. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's this idea that he's already identified players is a strange one because propaganda. If, if three of the foreigners are from the same agent as he is, they're not going to be let go. And there's also a sort of three star players on on the Chiang Mai side. Um, it's all, interesting all, all a bit strange. When, when and if new players arrive, yeah. who their agent is. And it'll be interesting to see who goes, of course. And if I were some of the players now being told that we're bringing new players in mid-season, I would be a little, sort of looking over my shoulder to see who's coming after me. You'd start looking for a new job immediately, wouldn't you? Mm. And you'd just sit back and go, I'm not going to get played. There's new players coming in. Well, I'm just going to sit here and have a nice time and count me money and... When I'm out of this shit show, I'll, I'll, I'll go and see if I can find a proper team to play for. The, the owner also emphasised he wants to be involved on a day-to-day -day basis in making decisions and helping the team and fixing problems, which is why he goes to training to see the team, why he sits on the bench on match days, so he knows what problem, the problems are and can fix them. My guess is this is where he... And it's only a guess because nobody's talking to us. My guess is this is where he and Fukuda-san um, fell out. Yeah, I mean, again, two plus two, isn't it? Nobody wants to be appointed into a position where somebody's... And a specialist position, like a football coach or like... Oh, I don't know. Like a finance director in a business. You don't want to be... You want to be left alone to do the job that you're paid for and not have somebody sitting on your shoulder all day. Again, it's all common sense, isn't it? I'm not big on common sense. So I'll take your word for it, Simon. I don't know, I know nothing. So that's our, our thoughts on... What I would love Big Santa to have done is a proper press conference. Invite the media in and let them ask whatever questions they like and follow-up questions. And Kumbank's a lovely boy, but there's not a follow-up question there, which is why the Q&A ended up leaving, creating more questions than it answered. Well, he couldn't. He would be mad to have a press conference because if, he, if, the, if these are his answers to these questions are, he'd become a laughing stock, mm. isn't it? You, can't, you couldn't stand up to real journalists, football journalists, and say things like that to them. They'd, they'd have to have a break to calm down from their hysterical fits of... Some of them would probably wet themselves. I mean, We're talking Thai journalists. They're just grateful if they're given a cup of coffee. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's not. It, it, it's what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. propaganda. He's not. So he's just going to give the bullshit, and that's how it goes. To me, my head's just boom. Don't in, oh, in, the, in the end, and this was my summary, it's his team, it's his money, he's in charge, and the rest of us are along for the ride. Whether, however, Whatever we think and whatever we feel about it, we're along for the ride. Um, Inherent problem in Thai football, yeah. isn't it? You know, we've gone from Chiang Rai to BG to this, and it, it's just the never-ending fiasco. The fun part, it gives us something to talk about, and there are still 26 games of the season to go. We've barely started. And, and I could write a book. And, and we're good, and we're top of the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. those are all the positives. And as top of the league, we go to Nakhon Ratchasima on Sunday at the 80th Birthday Stadium in Korat. A 6 pm kickoff on Sunday. Uh, and Nakhon Ratchasima, a second in the league. Something uh, on goal difference. Both teams have 17 points from eight games. So this really is a, a top of the league classic coming up. Um, they, it is. Mr. Garcia's first game in charge. It's his first game in the Thai League. Nakhon Ratchasima are unbeaten at home in their four games this season. They haven't conceded a goal at home. Uh, we're, we're unbeaten in our three games away from home, and we haven't conceded a goal away from home. Something It feels like something has to give. Otherwise, it's going to be a rather dull nil-nil. Um, regardless of the score, or regardless who wins, in all fairness, it's just going to be an interesting game to watch. We're both good teams... Top of the league, both fans would be expecting both the teams to be there at the end of the season. So it's just a good test. Um, I think, you know, not the perfect choice for the new manager. He would have obviously preferred a home game against a mid-table team and yeah. get, get yeah. up running. Yeah. Or t- changes around with customs yeah. a week later. Because yeah. it's all well and good saying that if we lose 1-0... He's got all the excuses, but he's, he's a professional coach, so you would just prefer an easier game, wouldn't you? Um, and what's the team going to be? I mean, very good question. You know, and then I don't think it'll change a great deal. No, because that's a team Sam's been because picking settled, so far, yeah. so why would he change yeah. it? Um, Swordcats were relegated last season from T1. They finished 14th at the end of the season, uh, largely on, the, on a 4-1 defeat from Bury, by Buriram in their final game. Uh, of course, you know, if only just to, to cut the wage bill, there's a predictable exodus of players, plenty of new players arriving. Uh, the new hires are an interesting collection, most with T2 experience. Greg Hula, who has been everywhere, um, Sam and I remember seeing him up at, uh, at Nongbua Pichaya against uh, Chiang Mai a few seasons ago. Uh, he moved from China. Davison Fernandes and Natachai Suisuan uh, both came from Chiang Mai United. Ekasit Chaubut and Natawut Jaranbut are two midfielders who came from Sukhothai. So they've built up their squad. They've added one or two interesting people. Abbas Mohammed, I quite like this one. He's a young Iraqi Swede centre-back. Reminds me a bit of, uh, uh, of Filipovic. Um, coming to Chiang Mai at the beginning, coming to Chiang Mai, coming to Thailand at the beginning of his career rather than later in his career. He came from GAIS Gothenburg in the Swedish second tier. Second tier. So it's got to be pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. solid. Yeah. But then you look at all the players they brought in, they've all just been incredibly sensible, like we said yeah. before the season yeah. started. The, 
So, you know. Melvin Lawrenson was born in London, has dual UK and German citizenship, and has has won international cap for Uganda. Go fathom that. He came to Thailand from VFR Wormatia Worms in the German fifth tier. Uh, Schoolboy historians will remember, will remember the wonderfully named Diet of Worms. I mean, it always used to make us giggle in class. Uh, the question for them was always going to be, do they have the firepower to score enough goals? Now, in eight games, they've only scored nine, uh, and three of them came in one game against Samut Prakan City. Uh, four of the goals have come from Lawrenson, Davison and Wurry both have two. So they don't bang in the goals in the same way that Chiang Mai has been. Um, and they've also been playing, I think, relatively weaker T2 outfits. Can't argue with any of that, but was they set up to peak X amount of games into the season rather than peak at the start of the season? Well, they've, they've beaten at home. They've beaten Chanterbury, Kassitzart, and Krabi, and it took them to the ninety-sixth minute to get a penalty against Kassitzart. Uh, they drew nil-nil with Rayong uh, last weekend. Uh, so they're not banging and they've only scored four goals at home they're not banging them in um, but they're still second yeah. so you know everything yeah, they, you say is logical but they're obviously, they're they're obviously just the, keep plugging on and, yeah. and you know knack on baton-esque yes, absolutely they're, they're obviously a tight outfit they don't concede a lot um They'll be big. They'll be well supported. Their crowds. So they had five thousand five hundred and ninety for the Cassettesart game. Good crowd. So that's good because it, it, it'll be a good it's crowd. Nice it'll be, crowd. It'll be suitably noisy. Then. It'll be a good atmosphere. Um, heaven knows what to expect from from Chiang Mai for this game. Um, there were a number of players who overseas players, uh, foreign players who were chasing visa renewals last week. So the new coach has only had about five days to work with his full squad. Um, Chichenok obviously is still un- unavailable. Um, I understand the new coach prefers a back three. Um, Simon will be upset at this because it may mean that Sarawin misses out. Uh, but on the other hand, you've got to be able to counter Greg Hula's pace and Davidson's trickery. So, if, don't know what to expect here. If he chooses to play that way, well... That's, I'm not going to moan about that because I inherently it doesn't matter what system you play, you've still got to beat the other team. So, you know. Now, if you want to watch this on television rather than be down in Karat for the game, um, they are, as far as I know, the only T2 side who puts their games behind a paywall. A single game is 49, but uh, details are on the Nakon Rachasima Facebook page. You do have to register to watch. But then again, 49 baht, it's a lot cheaper than going to a game. Oh, yes. Give them what what we'll be paying in gas. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, what is quite convenient about this is that if you're willing to stay over in that part of the world for an extra few days, uh, you can see the the game with the SWAT Cats on Sunday. And then on Wednesday, we play in the Revo Cup last 64 against Mahasarakam. Um, about three hours, just over three hours to the northeast of Nakhon Rachasima. So it's actually doable in a few days. It makes, doesn't make actually a whole lot of sense to come running back all the way to, to Chiang Mai just to go back again. Um, so we had a good run in the, in the Revo Cup last season, getting to the last eight before we lost uh, the home game against Bangkok Glass in front of almost 2,800 fans. Uh, 
Maha Sarakam, decent outfit, you know, sort of classic T3 outfit. They won T3 Northeast last season. They've strengthened in the meantime, brought in three Brazilians, uh, including, including, and some of this is quite interesting, they have Erivelto, once of, uh, of Chiang Mai United, more recently at uh, uh, Patia. Uh, they have Leandro Asamchao. I never pronounced that right, I don't think. Asamchao. Uh, he was last seen, well, he's been in Thailand forever. He arrived in Thailand back in 2011. Was last seen in, in Muang Khan in a salary dispute and also a visa dispute because they didn't apply in time for him to renew his, his visa, uh, which meant he got banished out of Thailand for a period of time before coming back, um, presumably for this deal with Mahasarakam. He made his debut for them last weekend, scored in a 4-3 win against Rasakalai. And they have a big uh, Brazilian defender as well, so uh, they're not going to be mugs. No, it- well, I, I, it's just interesting to see what's actually going to happen, isn't it? Anything could happen, but after the, the spiel from the Q&A thing, he's got to put out a team and that team's got to win. End of story. Yeah, I mean, it's a, again a case of, sort of what side is... What team does either side want to play? Do they, are they putting all their resources into the league. Yeah, it shouldn't be difficult. You you go down, you play the Wednesday game. Um, you're, for Chiang Mai, you're coming back. It's an easy... I mean, you can fly back from Konken to Chiang Mai if you want to. That's a relatively easy trip. Uh, and then you're home for the game against Customs. I don't see the problem with professional footballers playing two games in a week. You train, so why not play a competitive game in the week? Uh, you think about what the what the big clubs in Europe have to do with with Champions League games midweek and league games at the weekend. You, yes, I they have squads, no but they're with yeah. it. You, you got a big squad. Use it. Obviously, that's not how we do things. We've just got our eleven players that are going to play every game. Now, how's that going to change? That that that's going to be interesting because what happens if the new New manager likes someone who's not Sam's choice. It, again, it's just... I don't know, it doesn't well, really still you with confidence, does it? It's just... There's obviously going to be a little bit of a sort of... a freebie for a couple of weeks, a little bit of a sort of holiday while the new man settles in before there's too much pressure on him, but... Yeah, he, but he'll need to start getting the, results quickly. In, uh, winning the cup against the crap team, sorry guys, but any team in the league below us, I'm going to call crap, you just have to beat them. They're going to be well up for it. They're not going to believe their luck, are they? No. Chiang Mai are coming up. They see what they put out down at um, the old ST Youth, you know, BPP. And, and we... They're uh, but it would be a shame, it. because last season we had the Sukhothai Cup game on penalties. That was fun. Well, first we went to Atarada. You were down there for that, and that was the round of 64. Yeah. Then, then we had Sukhothai, Konken United, and Bangkok Glass. I mean, it was a run of home fixtures against T1 teams. And for the fans, doesn't matter whether it's the FA Cup or it's the League Cup, it's just fun. So that's sort of where we are this week. I, I think next week's podcast probably won't be until Friday because the, the studio isn't mobile. <laughs> and taking all of this equipment down to, um, down to Nakon Rechisima and uh, Maha Sarakam really isn't top of my list of good ideas. I, there, there will be the usual Facebook updates and then um, we'll come back and we'll do from, from Maha Sarakam and give you an update on um, 
both this week's fixtures and a preview of the customs game, and we'll do that next Friday. Uh, oh, just a Simon. quickie. What's the new chap's English like? I've sort of heard it's not very good at all. So, But then he's Spanish, so he'd be on the ball, won't he? And he'd be learning English, hopefully. As long as he has a translator, it's... Um, and where does he need to learn English? He probably needs to learn Thai. Um, well, if he's Spanish, you're assuming he would already know some English. And he will, so he will, he will, he will know English. some English. He will know some Portuguese, because all the Spanish speak Portuguese, so he can... Um, yeah. He'll be all right with the Brazilians. Yes, he'll be fine with the Brazilians. Um, we win this cup game. Yeah. That's all that matters. OK, we don't want to get trounced on the league game, but, you know, I, I'm i more interested in how we're going to play, what the team is, and after what Sam says, the cup game has to be won. End of story, no excuses. But, hey... It's going to be interesting, isn't it? So that's our week ahead. Off to Nakamura for Sunday and Mahasarakam on the following Wednesday. Both grounds I've never been to before, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, never been to Korat before, other than to go through it or around it. So uh, that'll, that'll be fun as well. Uh, I think that'll do for now. Simon? Yeah. Enough? Yeah. Thank you, folks, uh, for listening. Um... Apologies, still a, we're still in a little bit ranty mode, but um, things will calm down, maybe, until the next well, big story well, breaks. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so, because it, it... It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Sam. Yeah, see you later, guys. Bollocks. Bollocks.